No mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hotaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Colin Freeman aho in for Wallace Chapman. Well, coming your way between now and five, in Kowaro, Purex manufacturer ST is accused of stopping lockdown workers who are refusing a pay offer from accessing their own savings. Talk of negative equity is spooking a lot of new homeowners, but it's not worth losing any sleepover, argues financial journalist Bernard Hickey. New research suggests the birth control pill could be dampening women's competitive drive, while another just-released study into working conditions in our early childhood centres makes for concerning reading. Well, it's 14 minutes uh, pa- uh, fourteen minutes to four. Welcome to our panellists, Lana Surlers. I love this description. Thank you, Lana. Dargaville's favourite daughter and national broadcaster, now based in Ototahi, Christchurch, and recently seen on the last season of TVNZ's Treasure Island. Kia ora, Lana. Kia ora, Lynn. Thank you for having me. I think and, you're doing a great job. And thank you. And here with me in the studio, Chris Finlayson, former Attorney General and National Party Minister. Kia ora, Chris. Kia ora, Lynn. Right. First of all, we're going to take a look at feedback that's come in over the last week. Now, yesterday on the panel, we talked about student anxiety contributing to the country's appallingly high truancy figures. And a mother got in touch with her story, and she's with us now. Kia ora. Hi. Well, look, your story really um, gave us a different perspective on things because it's all looking so, so grim when we talk about student anxiety, social anxiety. What's your story? So... Our teenage daughter had severe anxiety and frequent panic attacks. Uh, And, yeah, it was pretty bad, and she wasn't able to go to school for about one and a half years. Um, We tried everything we could think of, um, psychiatrists, psychologists, um, different diets, uh, medication, and none of that made a significant difference. Um, and then I was actually listening to Radio New Zealand uh, and I heard an interview um, about nutrition uh, and supplements helping with mental health. And it was the author of a book called The Better Brain. So I ordered the book and, and it sat on my shelf for six months, which I later kicked myself. And then eventually I, I read it and... Um, it was kind of like my last ditch hope that it would make a difference for my daughter, really. Uh, and so we followed the recommendations and started on one of the products that's proven to um, really help with anxiety and other issues like that. Uh, so it's a very high dose micronutrient formula. And that was after Christmas. Um, and then Within two weeks of reaching the full dose of those high-dose micronutrients, we saw a massive improvement with our daughter. Um, She started school at the start of this year, and she's just doing fantastic. She's getting excellences. She's got hope again. Uh, I mean, that must be a relief. It must be a relief for all of you, actually, for her and for you being so supportive at home. But she needs to be at at school and to be able to flourish. What a great story. Mm, Yeah, we're very, very happy. Will she stay on that, just as a matter of interest, will she stay on those high dose micronutrients? I think she probably will will have to forever. But no regrets. Because if if it's making a difference, it's a small price to pay, right? Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, it has totally changed our lives. And yeah, we're just 
so grateful and wanting other people who might be in a similar position to hear about that and give it a go. Well, I think um, that's very generous because an awful lot of people, I think, in your situation have lost hope, especially when they've tried everything. Um, And it's so, it must be so um, upsetting for you all seeing, you know, your daughter who's clearly bright and active going through that. So great news story. We really appreciate you sharing it with us. Thank you. Um, Chris, your thoughts on that? I'm sure you're listening to the conversation. Oh, very intently, and um, I can understand exactly uh, what those anxiety levels must be like for the poor student. I really do think that a major cause of anxiety, and I'll talk about it further when I get on to I've just been thinking, uh, but a huge cause of anxiety comes from the cell phone uh, and from being dependent on it. Uh, to my way of thinking, the best way of relieving anxiety for all of us, not just young people, is put the cell phone away for a period and go for a long walk uh, and look around at the beauty of nature, uh, which is what I try and do as often as I can, because if you become over-dependent on it, uh, it becomes your uh, sort of lord and master and you haven't got time to enjoy the world. Lana, what are your thoughts on this? Have you had any issues of anxiety in your family or those close to you? Look, I feel, I feel very lucky to have not... I haven't been hit with anxiety, I mean, other than the obvious stuff that you get day to day. But I, I'm astounded by that story because that's the first I've heard that, you know, micronutrients can affect that side of this. And I can almost feel parents now trying to find out what that is (laughs) and what that program is because I've noticed you know other friends children um use the anxiety word a lot more than what I ever recall and whether that whether or not that's just because we talk about it more now but if that's clearly proof that it works um you don't get more proof than than that from that lovely mother so yeah I'm I'm just I'm dying to know more about about that just think we just needed some hope there because there's a lot of whānau around the country who are really struggling of course the young people themselves all right well it's mailbag friday so i'm dipping my virtual hand into the virtual (laughs) mailbag Uh, we were talking about the uh, this scandemic earlier in the week and renee got in touch with this cautionary tale or one of hope again maybe she says wow i i think i hope i've just avoided being scammed via my amazon prime subscription when i phoned to query an invoice A very determined individual did his best to get information from me. And when I became suspicious and ended the call, he then bombarded me with calls from different numbers. Turns out he was calling from West Bengal. Take care out there, folks. Uh, We were discussing retirement villages and, and wondering about alternatives to them, if it's just not your thing. I love this example from Alice. It's the kind of thing I was thinking about. Uh, She says, in a small New Zealand rural community known to me, the local GP initiated a health trust and purchase of a four-bedroom house. It's occupied by four locals who shared the cost. They are effectively flatmates who can cook together or independently. A practice nurse visits daily to check their well-being and meals, check on or administer medication, and chats about activities for the day. There's a community group which organises things to do and lunches. It's a safe environment with community involvement and independence for the occupants of the property is maintained. If medical treatments, tests or appointments are needed in a bigger centre, the local medical centre or someone in the community sorts out the transport and patient family support, etc. When a resident dies, another local can purchase a share of the property and estate transfers occur smoothly. The hassles and fees of retirement villages do not occur. 
I know of a similar setup in Nelson, and it may occur elsewhere. This effective scenario has been operating for a number of years now without any difficulties. It could easily be copied and rolled out in other communities. That relocation to a dreaded retirement village, says Alice, has been avoided. Uh, yesterday we discussed legislation introduced to Parliament this week, toughening up the rules regarding freedom camping. Uh, Joy emailed to say, I'm so delighted that perhaps realistic fines may soon be issued to freedom campers at present. At present, we regularly have about two freedom campers parked outside our home overnight, especially during holiday periods. We live alongside a public car park opposite a ferry service, and the toilet facilities in the ferry building have a sign clearly stating that the facilities are for the use of those using the services within the ferry building only. Campers often leave for the day, then return after six. I've stepped in their poo. They also occasionally fill the council's rubbish bins with their rubbish, despite signs saying that you may not use the bins for household rubbish. When this happens, there's no room for ice cream wrappers and the rubbish blows all over the car park. Gosh, you can sense Joy's frustration there. (laughs) Yesterday, we were also talking about uh, the trolling of journalists and politicians. We might come back to you on this one, Chris, among others. And this text stood out to us. It says, I am the mayor of a middle-sized city. Last week, I had my first death threat online in the comment section. Uh, we looked at population, whether New Zealand would like to, or New Zealanders would like to boost the population up to maybe nine, ten million within the next decade. Among the torrent of feedback against the idea came uh, this one from Graham from, quote, barely functional Wellington. Um, says, sure, we can handle more people, but let's do it sensibly. If it just results in vast tracts of prime agricultural land being given over to cheap housing destined to become future slums, then no, councils are going to need to step up, not just think about the rates of revenue they'll gain, and protect our future food security, or we'll end up importing what we need with the associated carbon gut print that entails. The developers are going to need to come to the party and pay for the infrastructure required, and not just leave it to councils to load the costs onto existing ratepayers. I have pages more feedback, but it is time at five minutes to four uh, to see what our um, guests, our panellists today, have been thinking. Chris has given us a hint. Lana, I'll come to you first. Right, OK. Here's what I've been thinking. I'm so lucky. Um, I'm, I'm 35 years old, and I have only just in the last fortnight uh, lost my first, my first uh, grandparent. And... Um, he was getting on, but it, it's been a, a beautiful moment for reflection, really, I suppose. And although I knew him for 35 years and I know there'll be many people that didn't get to know this for that long, um, I would just like on a Friday to put the message out there that if there is that person in your life who you know may be alone this weekend or maybe you've been meaning to catch up with them, perhaps too much time has passed and you're feeling awkward about getting in touch and checking in on them, um, I would just push you um, from somebody who has done that herself. I would push you to go and see them this weekend because uh, I did that for too long and um, and I really do regret it. And now I have three more grandparents, which I'm still lucky to have. But if there's one message um, that is to pick up the phone or go and knock on the door and, and check in on them and make sure they're okay because I'm, I'm sure, you know, it, it gets lonely for them and, gosh, I'll be – absolutely hammering the rest of my grandparents for as long as they're here now. They'll almost probably lock the doors. <laughs> I'm sure they won't. <laughs> I mean, it's so lovely that they've got to see that the woman that you've become, you know, because often we do lose our grandparents very early. Um, Chris, mm. you've, you've 
we're going to be talking about texts and phones. I have to say, as you rushed in here, you were scrolling through your phone and turned it off microseconds before the theme played. Uh, so tell, tell, no, this well, is clearly the, why you're thinking about it. It was the first uh, story that got me thinking, and I wondered why my anxiety levels have been going through the roof this morning. And it's because I've had the phone on all morning and I've been receiving pointless phone calls and pointless texts. And I think that we all need to stop and say, maybe a person is actually quite busy. Do I need to send a senseless text about what plants he's recently planted in his garden? <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, I don't, don't wish to be intolerant. And some people listening, if they're listening to this, may think I'm getting at them. And, well, I probably am. But um, I just think we ought to... Uh, from time to time take stock about the sorts of texts and mindless phone calls we make uh, and realise that people may be busy and may not want to be inundated with drivel. Lana, I'll come to you, with, uh, to you for your thoughts in a moment, but Chris, a text has come in uh, from Martin saying, the hills above Nio and Kandala were my antidepressants when growing up in the 70s and 80s. It's oh, well, he's nice absolutely right. And what I was talking about when uh, saying, you know, put the cell phone away and going for a walk, that's exactly what I do, Martin, because um, I live very near the Kandala Park and there is nothing better than shooting up Mount uh, Coco uh, as often as one can. I set myself a target of 130, but with I got COVID at the end of May, uh, and as you know, it's been pretty rainy. But what lifts the spirits more than getting up to the top of that mountain and looking out toward the South Island or whatever? And so you're absolutely right. It's the best antidote I know for getting down on the dumps. That, that walk up the mountains on my Christmas Day walk with my sister. Lana, I've got, just got about a minute or so, but what are your thoughts? Uh, can you put your phone away? I've got better at it the last few years, um, but I, I feel for the younger generation because they only ever know phones. Um, and I suppose it's easy for us to think about a life without them. And they could argue they have more anxiety when they put it down, which is another whole hike. But I'm like you, Chris, it's the physical activity that actually is a much better substitute than technology, especially with anxiety. I just, well, we had lots of texts coming in from people wanting to know about the book that um, our guest earlier was talking about, The Mum, and it's called The Better Brain, The Better Brain. And I right. believe that there's an, uh, an interview, a link on the RNZ webpage about it uh, when the book came out. So The Better Brain is the name of the book we were referring to. Today's talking point, by the way, have you seen them? Videos doing the rounds of Finland's young uh, female Prime Minister partying and effectively being uh, forced to apologise for it. Goodness me. Text 2101, email the panel at rnz.co.nz with your reaction to that or in fact any of today's story. We'll talk about that more in depth just before the 4.30 headlines. That and heaps more to come on the panel after the news.